This time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's Bahar. While Pasha's Bahar is one of the shortest parshios in the Torah, containing but 57 psukim, it has no less than 24 mitzvos, 7 positive and 17 losase to it. I'd like to focus this morning on the opening Rashi of the Parsha, which enjoys great notoriety. One of the most famous Rashis in the Torah, and when people want to ask in Torah jargon, what does one thing have to do with the other? The Torah, the expression that's used is, Ma'inyan Shmita Itzel Har Sinai. This week's parsha begins with the Torah enumerating the details of the laws of the Shemitah year and the Yovel. Next year, please God, 5775 happens to be a Shemitah year. The law of Shemitah regarding the land is that the land of Israel is to be worked for six years, and on the seventh year it is to be fallow. You are not to work the land. And what is the nature of this land and of this year? It is, number one, a Shabbos Lashem, a Shabbos unto God, and as we shall see, the no trespassing sign which one is rightfully able to have on his field for six years comes down and all can come in to the next one's field. It is the produce is ownerless and uh, the needy, the animals all partake of that which is growing on the land. Now, after that, the Torah tells us of the laws of Yovel, you count seven Shemitahs, and the 50th year is the Jubilee known as Yovel. The opening verse tells us that God spoke to Moshe, Bahar Sinai, literally on Mount Sinai, and gave him the laws of Shemitah. So Rashi asks, Ma'inyan Shemitah Eitzahar Sinai? Why does the Torah juxtapose and put Shemitah next to Mount Sinai? After all, Were not all of the mitzvos commanded at Sinai? Ella, Rashi goes on to teach, Just as regarding and specifically with the laws of Shemitah, Nemru Kloloseha, its general rules, and Pratoseha, its details, and Diktukeha, its fine points, were stated at Sinai, meaning that in Parshas Mishpatim, in chapter 23, verse 
10 and 11, the Torah gives you the general outline of Shemitah, Sheishonim Tizra Esar Tzecha, for six years you shall sow your field, and on the seventh you are to leave it untended and unharvested. And the destitute of your people shall eat, and the wildlife of the field shall eat what is left of them. That is the generality. And in this week's parsha, you have the specifics. And the commentaries go on to say that specifically we know that Shemitah was not repeated regarding the Shemitah of the land, Shemitah's Karka, in the fifth book of the Torah. So all of Shemitah was taught. Shemitah of the land was taught at Sinai. So too, Afkulan, Rashi teaches, so too regarding all the commandments, Klolosayim, their general rules, Tiktukayim, their fine points, were all stated at Sinai. This is what Rashi teaches in the name of the Torah's Kohanim. Now I'd like to ask a very basic question. If we are being taught that at Sinai we didn't just receive the Ten Commandments and we didn't just receive, as there are 613 letters in the Ten Commandments, the general scope of the 613 mitzvot, but actually received at Sinai all of the details of the mitzvot, why is it that the Torah chooses to teach us this point in conjunction with the mitzvah of Shemitah? Why not teach it to me in conjunction with the mitzvah of Hashavas Aveda, returning a lost object, the mitzvah of tefillin. There are so many, so many other mitzvahs that the Torah could have chosen and said, Ta-da! Just as this was given with all its details, so to all the others. Why is Shemitah the poster mitzvah that we learn from it to all others? And I'd like to suggest that the mitzvah of Shemitah contains... We are all aware that there are ostensibly two categories of mitzvos. There are mitzvos that are man to God and mitzvos that are man to man. And there's a third component, mitzvos bein adam la'atzmo, mitzvos between man and himself, the development of his character. And indeed, the Gemara in Bavakama 30a, when the Gemara says in the teaching of Rabbi Yehuda, Haiman, one who wishes to be devout, he should fulfill and be very careful regarding the laws of Nizikin, damages. Rava says, Milida Avos, 
the words of Tractate Ovos, Pirkei Ovos, that we are studying now, between Pesach and Shavuos. And Amri Law, and the third opinion is, Mili de Brachos, the laws of the Gemara Brachos. And the Marsha says, these three opinions reflect the three divisions and aspect of mitzvos. Yehuda, who says that the one who wants to be pious should be especially careful in the zikin, this is bin odom lachaveiro, man to man. The one who says mili avos, rava who says you should be careful regarding pirkei avos, this is adom liatzmo. And the third opinion of mili debrachos is bin odom lamakom. Shemitah, my friends, contains all three. Shemitah, as the Torah says, is Shabbos Lashem. You work the land for six years, and the seventh year, what do you do? You're not off to Acapulco, and you're not going to Puerto Rico. You're going to the base Medrash. Says the Eben Ezra, in his commentary, that just as the essence of Shabbos is to be that day where the Jew is able to focus on spirituality, so to imagine the concept of a sabbatical is one that we are familiar with only regarding, forgive me, college professors. And we had it first. We had it that every Jewish farmer living and working in the land of Israel had a sabbatical every seventh year. For what purpose? For going to the base medrash and learning and developing his skills, his acumen in Torah. Amazing. So the first aspect of Shemitah is that it is Adam la makom, man to God. In addition, this man to God is that he develops an incredible sense of emuna and bitachon, of trust in God. The idea being that just as six days he works and then is Shabbos, and so he is reminded as God the Creator, so too he works the land for six years and allows the land not to work in the seventh year, acknowledging, as the Torah says in this week's parsha, that it all comes from God. The land belongs to God. The produce comes with His blessing. And as the Torah says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. God is going to literally send His blessing, whether it is quantitatively or qualitatively, there's going to be the Jew connecting and reinforcing his belief in God. Shemitah represents man to man because the Torah tells us in the fifth book that in addition to Shemitah, of the land, there's also Shemitah's Ksofim, that every seventh year the debts that are due one another are cancelled. And the Torah says, if one Jew comes to another and is a few more months left, or a few more weeks left, to the um, year when Shemitah will then go and cancel the debt, so a person might say to themselves, wait a minute, I'm not lending the money, because after all, I might not see this money again. The Torah simply says, that is called bliyaal. That's an evil thought. Incredible is the great 
responsibility one for another, bein adam lechaviro, put into the laws of Shemitah, and finally, bein adam leyatzmo, how, as the Chinuch says in Mitzvah 84, the purpose of Shemitah is to refine the individual in terms of his character, in terms of his generosity of spirit, and not to be a stingy individual. So Shemitah has all three. And therefore, I'd like to suggest that just as Shemitah has all three, so too, regarding all mitzvos, there is much more than what appears on the surface. There's more than what meets the eye. And so, something like, for example, the recitation of a bracha. So, we would imagine, okay, this is a mitzvah and the fulfillment of man to God. And ostensibly, you are right. Turn, my friends, to the Gemara in Brachos 35b at the beginning of the 6th chapter, and Rab Chanina Bar Papa teaches at the top of Lamid Hei Amid Beis, If a person benefits from this world without reciting a blessing, he's stealing literally from God and Knesset Yisrael and from the Jewish people. Now he's stealing from God because after all, God gives you and wants you to benefit from this world only after you have recited a bracha. But, the Gemara continues, and Rashi explains that if a Jew is negligent in the recitation of a bracha, so says Rashi, why are you stealing from Knesset Yisrael? Shekishechotu haperos lokin. The quality of the fruit, the taste and every other aspect of the fruit is not only dependent on all the variables that the farmer will tell you, but it's also dependent on the variable of do the Jewish people recite blessings. So our having a connection, man to God, with brachos, is also very strong, man to man. When a Jew puts on tefillin, what could be a greater mitzvah, man to God, and you are right, comes along the Rambam, in the end of chapter 4 of Hilchos tefillin, and he says that when a Jew is privileged to don his tefillin, kidushasan gedolahi. The sanctity of the tefillin is very great. And as long as the Jew puts on his tefillin, he then becomes a greater onav, a sense of modesty, yirei shamayim, reverence for God. And he is elevated. Now this elevated state is not just for him, but Baruch Hashem, the Kedusha is nispashet. It spreads to the Jew next to him as well. And so it is that a beautiful Jew whose name is Aaron Breuer from Hungary says that he was very close to the prior Belzer Rebbe, Zechat Sadik Levracha. And he found an Aveda and he was about to return the Aveda. And the Rebbe stopped him and the Rebbe said, Wait, 
Say l'shem yichud. Say that you are about to fulfill a biblical mitzvah, namely of hashavas aveda. Now hashavas aveda is clearly man to man, but the idea is that there's much more to mitzvos, and that's what we learn from Shemitah. Shemitah teaches us that Shemitah's got it all. Shemitah's got man to God. Shemitah's got man to man. Shemitah's got man to himself. And we should realize, wow, how privileged we are in the performance of mitzvos, because that's what we're learning from Shemitah, that you should analyze and revel and be so excited in the performance of mitzvos, because there's much more that what meets the eye, what appears to be only category number one, man to God, really has as well the man to man. And what appears to be only man to man also has not only to himself, but man to God. The privilege of performing mitzvos is what emanates from the very first Rashi of Parshas Pahar. Shabbat Shalom to all.